It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning at the shank of the day. We got chores to do. Bob and Jill with you. We're going to talk about uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, the, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. That vote underway for the districts that will have elections every year. A third of the board uh, has elections. We'll talk about, uh, well, Culver's on Thursday. Jill, what's going on once again with Culver's on Thursday helping FFA? As part of their Thank You Farmers program, you can go and get a scoop of custard and then you donate a dollar towards the ffa at the culver's restaurant and they will donate that to the ffa and it's going to last throughout the day and that is thursday all day i know i'm going to go get some culver's custard good stuff that is for sure and uh, again that's a great organization that really supports agriculture no question about it the culver's restaurants around Wisconsin. So uh, go get your custard. want to say, too, recognize uh, lost a couple of guys that uh, big in agriculture around this area that died in the last week or two that uh, we're finding out about. Bruce Bernard, who is a wonderful guy and a farmer just outside of Eau Claire, passed away after a long battle with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's and that horrible problem. But uh, Bruce passed away about a week or so ago. And before that, Don Tribbensey, one of the longtime ag instructors up at Rice Lake High School and, of course, uh, active in the Barron County Fair for so many years and really just a, a great guy. Two really good guys in agriculture and just good guys in general. Bruce Bernard and Don Tribbensey uh, lost those two guys here in the last uh, week or two. We send our condolences along to their families, and, uh, and again, we, uh, we're thinking about those and a whole lot of other people in the world of agriculture. How's the calf situation doing now? Are we done? No, we're still at 55. Oh, you haven't done it? That's three or four days. You haven't had any calves. Well, no. They're just kind of hanging out and just making sure everybody is healthy. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Well, maybe they're waiting for it to warm up, and by golly, it's going to warm up. Today I'll be in the 50s, after that 60s Monday, I think you're going to like that, we'll tell you about it, coming up here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check out Skywarn 13 weather forecast, brought to you by Markward Motors. Markward has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or at markwardmotors.com. Now today... If there's a few clouds around here, they'll give way. It will be partly sunny probably later on this morning. Now, from Black River South, there seem to be some on and off showers here. So down south, it's going to be cloudy probably most of the day. But farther north in our area, north, we're going to be seeing some sunshine later on probably this morning. High about 57. Tomorrow, 64 and mostly sunny. 63 on Thursday, a slight chance of rain then. Partly sunny throughout the weekend, well into the 60s, 69 on Sunday, 68 on Saturday, 74 degrees on Monday, and hopefully it'll get here and it'll stay. We need some 70s, a bad, bad way, and some drying weather. Got to warm up the soil. We got to get to work. We'll take a look at that crop progress report. 41 degrees right now in our area. Again, we'll warm up to about... 57. Then hopefully we'll spend days in the 60s and 70s. Tuesday morning in Wax, 41 right now, 57 the high today. 
Then we're going to be in the 60s until Monday. Then we're going to get into the 70s. How do you like that? It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. There's a large contingent of protesters outside the Supreme Court after a report said Roe v. Wade will be struck down. Politico reported it had obtained a draft where the higher court will rule against the landmark Texas decision that made abortions legal on a federal level. Protesters are gathering at the steps of the Supreme Court building and yelling their disapproval. I'm Mark Mayfield. Lawmakers are reacting to the new report. New York Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said the high court isn't just coming for abortion rights, but is coming for the right to privacy Roe rests on, which includes gay marriage and civil rights. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren said an extremist Supreme Court is imposing its far-right and unpopular views on the entire country. Jury selection ahead of the sentencing phase of the Parkland school shooter is on hold. Ms. McNeil is not here, and so I think uh, as she is lead counsel on this case, you need to colloquy the defendant to make sure that he's okay doing whatever proceedings we do this morning. Judge Elizabeth Scherer ordered a delay until next week because the lead defense attorney is sick. Despite the development, Scherer was able to question 10 of the 11 potential jurors. The jury will decide if Nicholas Cruz will get a life sentence or the death penalty after he pleaded guilty to killing 17 students and staff at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018. Jimmy Kimmel is sick with COVID-19. The late-night talk show host took to Twitter to share that he tested positive but feels fine. He added the show must not go on. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not bad weather. It's not what we'd like to see, but considering what we've been going through, this is starting to get better. Partly sunny Later on today, later on this morning in our area, north of Black River Falls, down south of Black River Falls, probably going to be cloudy most of the day with some scattered rain showers again throughout uh, the day down in southern Wisconsin. But around here, partly sunny and breeze shouldn't be much of a problem today. The wind dying down a little bit. High's going to be about 57, but the problem is it's going to get down to about 32 overnight. So we're losing any kind of warmth in the soil that we're gaining during the day with some sunshine. 64 tomorrow, mostly sunny, then 40 overnight. Then it looks like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we should be in the 60s. Monday, 74 degrees and partly sunny. Hopefully we can get moving. we got a lot of work to get done. 40 right now at Medford, 46 at Rice Lake, Wausau at 43, Marshfield at 42, Lacrosse 45, and, and again, some rain down that way. Green Bay, cloudy and 46, Madison, Sun Prairie, 47 and cloudy, Milwaukee, 45 and cloudy, and it'll probably stay that way through the whole day down in southern Wisconsin. And again, looking for some sunshine coming in here later this morning. We're about 41 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. 
But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Seven minutes after five o'clock, again, 41 degrees around here, 57. We'll get some sunshine later on, but again, further south, probably going to be cloudy, maybe some showers as the, the day continues. But we've got to get market numbers out there. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us those numbers. And, Jill, where are we at on the livestock? Choice-fed beef steers are 138 to 145 with mixed at 124 to 137. Choice-fed beef heifers are 138 to 145 with mixed at 124 to 137. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 119 to 132 with selects at 85 to 118. Cows are 67 to 89 and a half with bulls at 60 to 114 and a half. Butcher hogs are 71 to 91 with sows at 62 to 89. Boars are 25 to 36 with new crop market lambs 150 to 255 and feeder lambs 175 to 340. All right, let's take a look at what's going on in the futures for livestock. Cattle were higher, hogs lower yesterday. June cattle 135.20 at the close. That was up 255. August cattle 137.05 up a dollar 77. October at 144.05 up 157. And December at 150.05 up a dollar 60. Feeder cattle for May 161.42. That was up 507. Some big jumps yesterday. August feeder cattle 174.07 up 580. September 176.67 up 525. October feeder cattle 178.85 up 4.75 and November at 180.55 up 4.25. Lean hog carcass contracts were lower May at 99.87 down a dollar two. June 104.97 up a dollar forty. July at 107.05 that was down 2.97. August at 106.87 down 2.77. On the Board of Trade, uh, soybean oil fell yesterday, but and that took uh, a lot of the prices lower, but uh, the planning report showing not much planning getting done. You know, the traders got a lot to think about. The Ukraine situation, supply channels, where is it dry, where is it moist? So a lot of things happening on the Board of Trade. As we looked this morning when we were coming on the air, July corn down two cents overnight at 8.01 a bushel. The oats at 6.54. The July wheat contract down a nickel at ten fifty. July beans down six at sixteen thirty nine, and meal down two dollars at four hundred twenty eight dollars and ninety cents. Dairy markets were lower yesterday. Barrel cheese down four at two thirty. The blocks down two and a quarter at two thirty four and three quarters. Butter down three quarters two sixty six and three quarters. Class three May down twenty four at twenty four twenty three. We should get the official April class three uh, sometime tomorrow. June down 25 at 2424. July down 43 at 2406. August class 3, 2363 down 48. And September was down 30 cents at 2345. So that's the way the markets look this morning. 10 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax, and it's not far away. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. 
Camping, Food, and Fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RC Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, that young lady, Kristen's excited about that. Going to be on her home farm, Rail Acres. That's where she grew up. And she's working hard on Farm Tech Fest. And these guys, one of the groups going to be there. Sawyer Brown. Way back when, they won Starfish before American Idol and The Voice and all that stuff was there. They'll be here. They'll be in your seat when they're on stage at Farm Tech Fest. Sawyer Brown on a Tuesday morning here at Wax. And, of course, the show is uh, Farm Tech Fest is Wednesday, July 13th as part of Farm Technology Days, which itself will run the 12th, 13th, and 14th. But, again... Going to have the concert on the 13th on Wednesday night, right at Loyal. It'll start about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so it's not like it's a real problem to do it. And if you haven't gotten your tickets, by golly, do it. Fill it up. FarmTechFest.com. That's where you get your tickets, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Not only at Farm Tech Days, but also at Farm Tech Fest over there in Clark County. Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. And Jill, we getting any work done in the fields? We are not. Farmers in most states across the country continue to struggle to get get that spring field work done. According to this week's USDA Crop Progress Report, only 14% of this year's corn crop and 8% of the soybean crop have been planted. Most of that early planting has been done in the south. In Wisconsin, farmers are about two to three weeks behind their normal planting progress as only 1% of the corn, 3% of the soybeans, and 15% of the oats have been planted. But potato growers do have 31% of their crop planted, just one day behind the five-year average. Topsoil moisture this week is rated 92% adequate to surplus, 7% short, and 1% very short. The March all-milk price for Wisconsin was $25.30 per hundredweight, according to the latest USDA Agricultural Prices Report. $1.30 above last month and $7.60 more than last year. It was also the highest all-milk price since September 2014. Nationally, the all-milk price was $25.90, $1.20 higher than last month. Higher prices were reached by all 24 major milk-producing states in March compared to February. And it's time to fire up those grills. May is Beef Month in Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Beef Council reports that Wisconsin now ranks ninth in the nation in the cattle feeding industry with nearly 14,000 beef farms and 6,500 dairy farms all contributing to the beef supply. Beef producers are playing a big role in the state's gross economy. A spokesperson for WBC reports that on average, each person eats 59 pounds of beef a year equal to almost 236 quarter-pound burgers. 
Wisconsin Beef Council is planning a number of activities to highlight the beef industry and to educate consumers on the value of beef in a healthy diet. Beef promotion. Beef promotions and activities are supported by the Beef Checkoff. All right, so get out and enjoy a big burger, a big steak. It's all good stuff. We're going to hear about uh, cranberries. You were with Cranberry Growers here a week or so ago. I had the opportunity to talk to Allison Jack. She is an outreach person for the Cranberry Association, and she's in charge of a research station down in Black River Falls. All right, and we'll hear all about that coming up on Wax. 41 degrees right now, partly sunny later on this morning, at least from about Black River Falls north, and down farther south, it'll be uh, more rain, I guess, this morning and today. 57 going to be the high today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I tend to associate cranberries with autumn. That's when we see that classic red fruit floating on the water during the harvest. But the perennial cranberry, they have action happening all year round, both in the bog and out. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Jill, you've got news for us on what the experts are finding out about Wisconsin's number one fruit. Yes, I do, Stephanie. I had the opportunity to go down to the Cranberry Research Station in Black River Falls. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I had the opportunity to talk to Allison Jonjak. She is the Cranberry Outreach Specialist. We went over why they started a station here in Wisconsin and some of the research that is going on there and their connection to the growers. We started the whole process more than 15 years ago when we realized that Massachusetts has a research station and New Jersey has a research station, but Wisconsin actually grows 60% of the world's cranberries, and it only seemed fitting that we would also have a research station to be able to do local research that fits our Wisconsin growers' climates and Wisconsin growers' soil types, um, and close to home, of course. So we decided uh, that we were going to go ahead and and create a research station and thanks to partnerships with the USDA and a lot of uh, significant contributions from growers and from the Growers Association, we were able to create the Wisconsin Cranberry Research and Education Foundation, which set up the the process of um, taking a a production marsh and, and purchasing it from a grower, uh, renovating it so that it would be using the most modern growing practices, the most modern management practices, um, as well as adding a, a classroom and research lab facility on site. And we have spent uh, years getting the marsh set up to current standards, and then we f- had construction of our lab begin in 2020. Um, that is finally finished, and we've been having classes in the classroom portion, and this is our to date, largest largest class that we've hosted here, and so it was nearly half of the attendees today first time here at the station. So we've been doing a lot of cranberry research, and we're really excited to just be on the you know just just starting to take off with the amount of research we can do, the amount of education that we're able to do at this you know really state of the art um, marsh and and lab and classroom combo. We need some research where those cranberries are grown. Let's go into the research part of it. Absolutely. We've got a fantastic group of researchers at the University of Wisconsin, and I get to work on a daily basis with a plant physiologist, 
um, with a horticulture specialist who helps a lot with, with weed species, two entomologists, a molecular biologist, a geneticist, um, and also a plant pathologist. And all of those specialists have research here at the station. Our geneticist is making crosses of different wild-type cranberries that are native selections and natively found, um, crossing them to see what new cultivars can be developed. So if you think of, I'm dropping its name, but if it's the Macintosh that was a natural selection type of apple, um, but Mr. Harrelson made crosses with that and something else to create the Harrelson apple, we're working on making that level of cranberry. Our pathologist is always taking samples and and has a little funnel out that's catching uh, water and and finding out what fungal pathogens are natively out there so that we can find out what we've got and how we can best attack it and how we can best protect our cranberries. Our entomologists are doing work, for example, that is finding out when insects' eggs are hatching. And so some of the more uh, problematic uh, insects that we work with in cranberries are Lepidoptera. So they're like caterpillar larvae. And we're finding out when the caterpillar larvae hatch so that we can help uh, protect our cranberries from those. Um, We've got work in frost protection. So of course, we are in a very cold, cold climate. And so our physiologist and our molecular biologist are doing work testing some frost protection products, interestingly, but then also taking samples of the vines and finding out the molecular processes involved in the plant, you know, going into dormancy and coming out of dormancy, and how we might see different varieties of cranberry uh, responding differently so that our growers can manage those effectively. So kind of all the state of the art research. And one of the things that our growers really love about it is in the past, this research had been done with, you know, grower collaborators. And so a researcher would call a grower and say, can I do this research here? And in the first place, a grower says, well, you know, will it hurt my yield? And if it will hurt my yield, maybe not. But even more important than that, at the research station, the expectation is that this is uh, visible to all cranberry growers and, and it's, you know, open if, you know, even if you listen to this, would like a tour, feel free to reach out with uh, to us, and we're happy to show our our great work. Someone can say, "I want to see this research that's going on." I can say, "Oh, come down to the research farm. We will look at uh, the research station. You can see that without risking anyone else's privacy." Um, so it's really nice to have this as a as a public research station. If you go into the public research station part of it, is there ability to some of the research to go out? to some of the other bogs to try to help them out with what's going on? That is absolutely the goal. Everything that we're doing here at the research station is, you know, research that our researchers are going to, I want to say that, of course, everything we ever test is going to work, but both the things that we test that work and the things that we test that don't work, our researchers will publish. This is the result that we found, you know, hey, we can have, you know, we can have better frost protection uh, if we are you know, noticing you know, X or Y, or if we are, um, you know, maybe we can reduce uh, fuel usage if we try this practice. We get that information, and both as the researchers are publishing it, um, my role as the cranberry outreach specialist is to communicate with growers, and as soon as those practices are tested and ready to work, I can say, here's what we tested, here's how you would implement it on your own marsh. If I think that your marsh is different than the research station, I might say, you know, you this research station is sandy and you've got more peat, so you might want to, you know, tweak this this way or, or understand the context it came from. Um, but knowing knowing the context is really, really helpful there. And then also another part of my work as a outreach specialist is to hear from the growers 
what research is most important to them and help the researchers answer those questions that really are the active growing challenges um, that, that cranberry farmers are facing. So our research our researchers are you know always able to work on projects that will get taken off the marsh right away. And again, that's uh, Allison John Jack. And again, her title, Jill, is... Outreach Specialist the for the Cranberry Growers. And, of course, Wisconsin, far and away, the number one cranberry state in the country. I remember years ago it used to be back and forth with Massachusetts and Wisconsin, and, and now Massachusetts pales in comparison. I wonder why we took a tour out there one time and saw why. Built apartments and condos and all the cranberry blocks. So many places uh, lose their land because of uh, development, quote unquote, whether it's development the way we think of it on agriculture or not. But uh, Wisconsin, a a strong, vibrant cranberry industry. And uh, again, hopefully uh, we get a good crop again this year because they work hard and they are very, very interested in research. So a good, good organization, Wisconsin Cranberry Growers. 41 degrees right now. We're going to get some local news. Coming up here on Wax, it's 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. But 29 minutes before 6 o'clock on this Tuesday morning, 41 degrees. We'll get some sunshine later on today in our area, down south, probably not so much. Let's find out what's going on in the news. Morgan joins us, and I think about you a lot now that uh, Siggy's getting old enough to be involved in soccer and softball, and I'm thinking about you in this weather, standing along the sidelines, cheering and dressed in your oh. heavy coat. It's <coughs> yeah. a fun spring, isn't it? I can tell you what. We were working Booster Club concessions last week at the track meet yep. outdoors. Have you ever tried to build a brat with gloves on? Because I have. I tell you what, that was a, that was a chilly one. But the kids that were running, they were probably chillier. So I didn't say too much about it out there. No, I tell you, I know you see those little kids and those uh, high school kids and whatever in those little track suits. I'm mm-hmm. like, holy man, that's got to be cold. But All I can say is we were going through a lot of hot chocolate at the track meet for it. sure. I believe it. That's for sure. And I imagine. Maybe some adults maybe added something else to the hot chocolate. To I don't check hotter. the mugs. I don't check the mugs. I'm just there to make the brats. Atta girl. What's going on in the news? Well, with those headlines, we're going to keep it in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's a state story that hits close to home. The recent murder of 10-year-old Lily Peters in Chippewa Falls has state legislators working on a way to better notify the public about missing children. Amber Alerts have certain criteria, usually for children that have been abducted. Uh, Lily's case didn't meet that. State Representative Jesse James here, now working as an officer in Kadai. The goal is to look at legislation that could help in situations like this and hopefully get information out. But our law enforcement needs to do their due diligence first. He says a missing or injured child is one of the hardest things for law enforcement officers or responders to deal with. And James says there would be a lot of stakeholders in the process of creating legislation, but any bill would need to be introduced to the next session since the legislature has already adjourned for this year. Well, the school board president in Holman defends a decision to adopt a fake name and social media profile to argue with people in the community, even as she's leaving the district. Cheryl Hancock resigned from the Holman School Board last 
last night saying she didn't commit crimes, but that her comments under a fake profile were not harassment or bullying. She was exposed last week, many parents saying that behavior was unacceptable. On the other side, Holman Schools released a statement after Holman's announcement that she asked for forgiveness from parents and community members. The political stage is about to heat up, as you might imagine. Uh, hear more from the governor as well, as Governor Tony Evers announced a $3.5 million ad buy. So those first commercials, you'll probably start seeing those roll on your TV starting today. And the first weekend for the new USS Beloit. The Navy is planning to launch the new shop from the docks in Marinette over the weekend. The new Freedom-class ship is just part of the tie between the Navy and the city of Beloit that goes back 100 years. Fairboink's Morse Defense is based in Beloit and makes engines for many of the Navy's ships. Now, after Saturday's launch, the new USS Beloit will head out for tests before joining the fleet. And we'll swing for the fences on this one. Maybe you've been watching the Brew Crew, but if you're a baseball fan, this is one of those pieces of sports memorabilia that's historic to say the least. Jackie Robinson's baseball career bat fetched over a million dollars. Hunt Auctions says a baseball bat that Robinson used in the 1949 MLB All-Star Game sold for nearly $1.1 million on Sunday. The bat is a Louisville slugger made specifically for the man who broke baseball's color barrier to use in the game, and it is stamped with Robinson's signature on the barrel. Robinson's wife Rachel said the bat had been in the Robinson family since the first day it was used. I'm Mark Mayfield. And locally, I'll be getting a little bit of that bleacher about myself. The softball practice starts tomorrow, Bob, so we're <laughs> back at it. Oh, uh, good. Well, get Siggy a million-dollar bat. You're good to go. <laughs> hey, this mom's holding out. I wouldn't turn it down. Ah, uh, good for you. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan. Well, is it going to get better for our weather for softball, baseball, golfers, track stars? Let's find out. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13, and uh, Mike, uh, this is the best forecast We've had in a long time. I, I think so, and it's. I was just saying earlier, it's nice to be the bearer of some good news around yes, here. Yes, it is. And uh, yeah, you know, this is the this is the weather for the softball, baseball players, and uh, golfers because well, today we'll start off with mainly cloudy conditions, but that's just a continuation of the sort of dreary day that we had uh, yesterday. But we'll start to see more sunshine later on this afternoon, and that's going to allow us to warm up into the mid to upper 50s. But clear conditions tonight are going to make for a rather chilly night, so we will dip to around the freezing point. But it's all right because we'll have mainly sunny conditions for tomorrow with temperatures back into the low 60s. And then some clouds start to roll in going into tomorrow night. Temperatures only dipping into about the low 40s. And then those clouds hang around for most of the day on Thursday, setting up a slight chance of a few showers going into uh, Thursday evening. Otherwise, our highs still in the low 60s. Then by Friday, clouds start to clear out by the afternoon, and we do climb to the mid-60s, and mid-60s hang around for the weekend. We do have a slight chance of some showers for Mother's Day evening as we still hang on to upper 60s. And then, Bob, get this, we've even got 70s going into next week. We might uh, reach those mid-70s with uh, partly sunny conditions for your Monday. But right now, we're still overcast and a temperature of 42 degrees no clear. More than one day in the 70s, or is this just, well, Monday will be 70, and then we're going to go down again? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> you chicken. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Mike Dandrus, so you know what that means, 70s on Monday, and then back down again, I would think. But I'm not going to put words in his mouth. We'll we'll see what, brings, uh, what Mother Nature brings us. 42 degrees right now, we do know that. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 22 minutes before 6 o'clock on a Tuesday morning here at Wax and more of our farm news. 
about a thousand workers at two uh, CNH industrial plants. That's Case K H I H. They went on strike Monday afternoon in search of a better deal with the company. Now these workers are down in Racine, Racine, Wisconsin, and Burlington, Iowa. After contract talks faded about uh, noon, and so uh, again they want uh, they want more money, better working conditions. Remember, Deer and Company struck earlier, and uh, they got a, a pretty good settlement. 10% raises and improved benefits for 10,000 United Auto Workers at uh, John Deere Incorporated. Deere Incorporated, now CNH, which, of course, is, as we said, Case, Case IH. They are on strike down in uh, Racine, where, where it all started so many years ago for International Harvester and uh, some of those organizations. So another strike in agriculture. And, Jill, what else is going on? Well, the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection has certified the candidates for the ballot for the upcoming election of dairy farmers to serve on the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board. That's the new name for the Milk Marketing Board. In District 3, the candidates are Mark Letter of Gleason and Gary Cohn of Medford. In District 6, Doug Danielson of Kadat is the only candidate, as is Stephen Pankratz of Marshfield in District 12. District 15 candidates are Sandra Madlin of Linden Station and Annette Tresher of Cashton. And in District 21, Gail Klinkner of Voroqua is the only candidate on the ballot. The election is done by mail, and ballots must be to DATCAP by May 25th. And if you don't have your ballot by May 10th, and you're in one of those districts that uh, is going to be electing or re-electing a director, let them know, because, again, you should get them by May 10th, and then you've got time to fill them out and send them back. May 25th is uh, the deadline for getting those in. But, again, that's a very important ballot. Every year, a third of the board is up for election and or re-election, whatever the case may be. But uh, some are some are running, some are not. Uh, a noticeable name in District 12 over there in Marshfield, Steve Sternweiss, has been on the board for a long time, Secretary Treasurer of the board. He's uh, not on the ballot, not running again. So, again, some uh, some changes coming on the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board, now known as Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Also want to say congratulations and welcome to the fraternity, sorority, whatever you want to call it. Frank Ginther. Frank is a long, long time well, he was 4-H agent over in Pierce County for many, many years. Spent 30 years as a 4-H youth development agent. 28 of those were in Pierce County. But he was given the 2022 Wisconsin Distinguished Agriculturist Award. So his picture will now hang in the Agricultural Hall of Fame in the next to the dean's office at the UW-River Falls. Very well-deserved. Frank worked so hard over there. Did a lot of good things. Ginther was instrumental in training over 104-H interns over the years and uh, really made uh, Pierce County a leader. 28 of those years, as we said, in Pierce County as a 4-H educator where he guided one of the largest 4-H programs in Wisconsin, consisting of nearly 900 community club members and more than 200 adult volunteer leaders. So, again, congratulations to Frank Inter over there who is a professor emeritus now with youth development, receiving the 2022 Wisconsin Distinguished Agriculturist Award for the uh, University of Wisconsin. 
College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences at the UW River Falls, and I'm proud to say that uh, I'm in that uh, same fraternity and uh, and very proud to be there. So a uh, great, great accomplishment and well deserved, Frank Ginther, to being uh, involved with the UW River Falls and so so instrumental in so many lives over there in Pierce County. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 17 minutes before 6 o'clock, 42 degrees. And before we run over to the markets, I'm going to wish Casey Welke a happy birthday today. Who's Casey Welke? She's my daughter-in-law. Oh, good deal. So you're, uh, how old is she? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) You never ask a woman that. (laughs) I do. (laughs) My manners aren't all that good. All right. Well, happy birthday, Casey. Now, we're going to hear from Scott Herman and Sparta Equity. Slaughter cow market was steady to week today with 20% of the cows 78 to 83. 60% of the cows sold 65 to 79. And 20% of the cows sold 64 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with high-yielding bulls 90 to a dollar. No test today. Canner and utility bulls 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 138 to 148 with a top of 150. Your select to choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 133. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 125 with no test. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And a standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves, a dollar to a dollar fifty. Your Holstein heifer calves, ten to a dollar, and the beef calves, one seventy to three thirty-five. Just a reminder: this next Thursday, May fifth, will be our next dairy feeder sale, with dairy starting at noon, followed by feeders at twelve thirty. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, April twenty-seventh. Have a great day. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 42 degrees. We'll get about 57 today. We should have some sunshine around here down further south in Wisconsin. Maybe a little rain showers yet this morning and a few clouds as the day continues, but uh, not around here. Let's get over to Marathon County where Mr. Fitzgerald is hanging out from the Stratford Equity Barn. How you doing, Jer? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Uh, we're doing well this morning. Uh, still kind of cloudy and overcast, but uh, one degrees, but I kind of like the weather forecast. I think there's uh, not one person in the state of Wisconsin that didn't, wouldn't be happy to see degrees. Sunshine, but it's, uh, yeah. I know the heavy soils around here. It's going to be a while before there's anything extensive done in field work. I don't uh, heard any reports. So I did see uh, plowing the other day, but it was a on a, a higher field, but yep. still. It, There's not much going on, and it's not going to happen for a few days yet. Well, how'd the market open the week over there? Well, all right, Bob, we'll tell the folks about that, and a good morning to everyone. Bob, I thank you. And this is a summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. We opened up to start the month of May here. Cow market steady to week yesterday. Higher yielding uh, cows yesterday, selling from 78 up to a top of 87. Most of the cows yesterday, your average cows are selling from 60 to 76. Thinner, lighter cows, 58 and below. On the bull trade to start the week, better quality bulls selling mostly from 95 to a dollar ten. Lighter weight bulls below 90. Fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers selling mostly from a dollar eight to a dollar twenty two. 
select grading steers and heifers 105 and below. Now, on the calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves weighing 90 to 130 pounds, uh, mostly from a 100 to 220, topping at 245. That's on the bull calves. A uh, little better than man this week on these heifer calves, 40 to 100, and good quality beef calves still being very good demand on those, 175 to 350, topping yesterday at 370 on the beef calves. Tuesday here at Stratford today, uh, we get started this morning at 10 o'clock, hay and straw auction. At 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction, and we've got a nice consignment of, uh, of dairy cows today for that sale. These are uh, coming from an overstocked dairy. Of course, they're uh, parlor milk cows, freestall cows, so if you folks are looking for some good quality parlor freestall cows, we'll have those today at 11 o'clock as part of the dairy auction. And uh, market auction today also, uh, conventional market cows. We also sell organic market cows every Tuesday. And then tomorrow, looking forward to tomorrow, feeder cattle auction tomorrow in Stratford at noontime start, also featuring bred beef cows. We do have consignments of bred beef cows for that sale tomorrow. We do have some uh, yearling bulls and uh, usual run of feeders and Holstein steers. So that will all be tomorrow at noon. So again, we always invite you folks to take a look at our website. A lot of good information on there, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And, uh, Bob, with that, we'll uh, send her back to you and... Uh, Talking off the air here, it's uh, been a while since I can remember that both the Twins are in first place in their division, the Brewers in their division, so maybe things are looking up here for Midwest baseball. I hope so. I hope they both can continue, and uh, be nice to see them both in the playoffs and make a run. That would be fun, that's for sure. Hey, have a good one, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Sounds good, Bob. You also. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. 42 degrees, 57 today. Partly sunny around our area as the day goes along. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, if you watched the NFL draft last week, a lot of talking heads giving their description of how they think different teams did. The Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and everybody else. Let's go to the authority on NFL football. What are you yeah, laughing? right. What are you laughing at? Michelle over at Tree Livestock in Thorpe. What do you think of the Packer draft? I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was good. I was surprised they took a linebacker in the first round, but hey, I'm good with that. Yeah, if he can run. They say he can really run. He's a pretty fast guy. And I know. That's what they need. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought the draft was good. I'm, I don't know. How did you feel? I thought it was good, too. No, I thought they uh, <clears throat> filled some needs that uh, they really have some problems offensive line and their defense got a couple of wide receivers uh yeah I think they did a good job. what'd you think about that what'd you think of that little trade thing with the vikings there i kind of laughed at that i thought that's funny oh yeah <laughs> it'll be interesting there were a lot of trading going i was surprised that uh what the vikings and the lions did some trading i don't know usually mm-hmm. don't trade within your division but we'll see how it all mm-hmm. works out but uh hopefully the packer yeah. draft is going to help that team all right. Well, how'd the meeting, uh, the uh, sale go last night, rather? <laughs> all right. I'll tell you all about it. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sale from Monday, May 2nd at Terrain Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. We topped at 89 with a consignment by Dutch Dairy of Thorpe. 83% of the cows sold from 60 and above. Market cows were 78 to 89. Low yielding cows, 62 to 77. Thin and weak cows, 60 and lower. In the Holstein Steer Market, Choice and Prime, 112 to 122. 
selects for 110 and down. For beast type steers and heifers choice, 120 to 134, selects for 116 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 90 to $1.07 with the utilities at 87 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting bull calves are from 100 to $175 per head. We tapped at 179 with a consignment by Triple B Dairy of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $40 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $35 per head. Beef cost. Beef beef cost calves eighty five to three thirty five per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs there was no test. Sows were sixty two to seventy two and a half. Boars were twenty five and a half and down. Next we'll be trying Wednesday, May third, fourth. We'll start with calves at third, fourth. We'll start with calves at five p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at seven one five six six nine seven one. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. Follow us at Tree Livestock, your family owned in that market. Have a great day. You have a great day, too. You got a little work to do to get your voice back to where it uh, is normal. You know, I almost get it back, and then I don't know, something happens, but man. Yeah, well, stay in. Don't spend so much time at the tavern. You'll be all set. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought that was your cure-all last week. <laughs> well, it was, If you, but you haven't done it. You haven't done that yet, have you? What am I recipe no. you have not done yet? No, I have not done well, yet. Well, then don't blame me. Work. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you try it and see what you sound like on Thursday morning, okay? I'll be sleeping all day. Okay, <laughs> there's, nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with that either. True, very good point. Uh, all right, we'll see you later. Sounds good. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over there. Train livestock in Thorpe. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our market courtesy of Synergy Cooperative. As we said yesterday, soybean oil took the soybean prices down. The planning report a factor here. And uh, just uh, a whole lot of things. We've got, uh, as we started on the air this morning, July corn, the overnight trade, down two cents, 801 a bushel. The oats at 654. July wheat down a nickel at 1050. July soybeans down six at 1639. Meal down $2 at $428.90. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain of Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn is at 740 with soybeans at 1585. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at 751 with soybeans at 1589. And on our DTN screen at uh, Golden Plump, corn 764 a bushel at Baldwin and Mondovi. The corn 732, the beans 1569, Duran 727 and 1569. Elmwood corn 732, soybeans 1574, Fall Creek 722 on the corn. 1559 on the beans and an Osseo 745 and 1573 at Elk Mound corn 740 the beans at 1586 Sparta corn 740 beans 1577 Ellsworth corn 722 the beans 1547 at the ethanol plants now checking this morning a couple sources over at uh, Big Rivers in Boyceville I saw one source said the corn is 701 another said 755 and I think I'd believe the 755 more than the other price 
and that's at Boyceville. It's Stanley Corn seven fifty four, New Richmond seven fifty. Barrel cheese down four at two thirty a bushel. The bar- barrel cheese down four cents at two thirty a pound. The blocks down two and a quarter at two thirty four and three quarters. Butter down three quarters two sixty six and three quarters. Class three lower May down twenty four at twenty four twenty three. June down twenty five twenty four twenty four. July twenty four oh six down forty three. August twenty three sixty three down forty eight. September twenty three forty five that was down thirty cents. Quick check of our weather this morning. Brought to you by. Mark Ward Motors, they've got the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or markwardmotors.com. Not a bad day and getting better as we go along through the week. Partly sunny later on today, 57 in our area. Down the southern part, uh, Black River Falls, part south, it'll probably stay cloudy for most of the day. We've got 42 right now, looking for a high today of 57. Hey, it's going to be 74 on Monday. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. <laughs>